welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Okay, I want to... I want to give you an image that I hope for the rest of your life you'll remember. In fact, two images. In worship, when we lift our hands to God as men, as mighty men, as warriors, it's a couple of things. We understand that it's God, we honor you. We understand that God, while I worship you, I surrender myself. But what I want you to see from now on when you lift up your hands, especially for those of you that are less familiar and you think, I'm not really into this. I'm not one of those rah-rah guys. Because I know there's some mentality always in some men. I'm not just one of those guys. I'm not a rah-rah guy. It's not a personality thing. When we lift our hands, I want you to get this image and I want you to never forget it because this is what it means. Literally, it means I'm standing in darkness. When I lift up my hands, it's almost like, and get the picture of Star Wars in your mind. If you haven't seen Star Wars, get spiritual and see it. (laughs) It's like God's giving you two lightsabers. The force is strong in you. And when you lift up those lightsabers, all of a sudden what was darkness, there's light all around you. But more than that, here's what it means. In Hebrew, it becomes a channel of light for God to flow through you. So when we lift up our hands, it's not a charismatic thing. It's not a Pentecostal thing. It's a worth-ship thing. And as I give him worth in my life as a man, watch what happens. No matter what kind of darkness is around me, here's the privilege I always have. Just to lift up my hands and to see all of a sudden the light is coming. Why? Arise, shine, for the light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So when you lift your hands as a man from this point on in this church, you might see people doing this. You might see the, as Dave said, the wuss, hand lift. I think I said it a little stronger. Pussification. Anyway. I turned to Rob and I said, I didn't say wuss. He said, I know you said puss. Anyway. Um, so what Dave really should have said is, are you a warrior or a pussy? Get back up there with your wife. No, I'm just kidding. So. <laughs> Dave goes, okay, I got it. Got it. No. I'm, listen, okay, you, you get what I'm saying. All right, so, so when you lift up your hands from now on in this house, just remember, I'm going to charge you with this is from God. I am a light bringer to River Valley Church. I'm a, now listen, I'm a warrior and I know it. And there's a lot of people here that don't know that they are sons and daughters of God. But I know it. So in this room right now, as Ryan and as the team leads, listen, he should never feel like most worship pastors and leaders feel. 
And that is when he looks out into the crowd and he's up here thinking, man, today they're just not. Because guess what? The atmosphere forever has changed in this church because the warriors are awakening to say, you know what? We're not just, we're not just men. We're not just men who decided to come to church today. We're warriors on an assignment that we're coming into the house of God to give Him worth. And all of a sudden, when people walk in this room, what's going to happen for them is what happened for Dave because the room is filled with the spirit of a warrior. The sons of God are in this place with the capital Son of God. And His Holy Spirit comes. And all of a sudden, we're in worship. And people, you're going to start hearing this. Pastor Rob, here's what's going to happen. I was healed during worship. They don't know they were standing beside a son of God that knew he was a son of God. A warrior that knew he was a warrior. And watch this now. I want you to, I want you to get this image in your mind. I don't know who all sitting on my row today, Sunday or Saturday night service. But on this row, what I know that they may not know is that there's a warrior that God has assigned to River Valley Church. I'm him. I'm about to lift up my hands. They have no idea. On this row, the Spirit of God is coming. Now, now you might not think you're that important, but that's how important you are. The row you sit on, what happens on that row? The room you sit in, what happens in that room? The wife you're married to, what happens in that marriage? The children God's chosen to bless you with that are really His children, what happens in them? Because when you get it, guess what happens? You become a light bringer. And everywhere I go, I'm a light bringer. In fact, next time you walk onto a construction job or whatever your job is, just before you go in there, just do this. Nobody will know what you're doing. Just do this. You just raised your lightsaber to God. You just created a channel of light for God to bring in your next client, your next business deal, all for the glory of God. Why wouldn't He want your business to prosper? Watch this. Not just so you can be a menial first fruiter. That's the minimum. You ain't giving when you're returning to God what's already His. He said, you've robbed me in tithes and offerings. What was He saying? If you're going to be a light bringer in this house, don't just come into this place and return to God. Come into this place and return to God and give to God and watch what God does in your life. You're a light bringer. That's what you're doing. It's awesome. It's awesome. Take that seriously. Take it seriously. So right now, is there anybody on any row that would say, I'm that guy, and it's going to happen on this row today? Come on. Is there anybody here? I'm, oh, well, look, every row. Think about this. What if we really understand this? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to paint a picture that's not a real picture. I'm trying to show you in the natural that for everything in the natural, there's a supernatural correlation. And God's saying, my light is coming because my light bringers have come. Come on. Holy Spirit, I just ask that there would be a revelation in this place that these men would know we're light bringers at River Valley Church. The atmosphere is going to change every time I walk into the room during worship when our team leads us. 
We're not going to sit there with our arms folded, our hands in our pocket. We got a job to do. We're going to lift up our hands, our lightsabers. We're light bringers. And everything's going to change around here because the warriors are in the room. Hallelujah. All right. One last thing. Y'all get anything out of this today yet? Come on. Are you, get, are you getting your assignment? Okay. Let me, let me tell you one last thing. What is this deal? Well, here's what this deal is. This is a form of worship. People think it's about entertainment. That was great. People think it's about golf. People think it's about the touchdown. It's a form of worship that means nothing at a football game, at a concert. It means nothing except in the house of God. And yet the world mimics it all the time and think it's theirs. Isn't it amazing in a concert if you've never been to one? They'll light their lighters. They'll turn on their phones. They're trying to bring light. There's something in us that we're put on this earth to raise every atmosphere that we're in. So what's the clapping thing? In worship, here's what it means. And again, this is your assignment as warriors in this room. When you clap, don't give God no golf clap in here. Let's when, when Ryan says, let's clap unto the Lord. Uh, what am I going to have for lunch today? Here's what clapping meant. Here's why God instituted it as a form of worship. Here's earth. Here's heaven. Heaven just came into earth. Watch this. Here's, here's what's going on in my natural world. Here's God's supernatural. His goal is to always bring his super into my natural. When I clap, here's what I'm acknowledging to God. Heaven's just come into my earth. Super's just come into my natural. God's just come into me. His rain has just come into my clay. Everything's about to go up. So when we clap in this church, let's let people think, what are they so excited about? Why? Because we know why we're clapping. God's bringing super into my natural. God is bringing his heaven into my earth. Come on. Come on. Yes. 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 All right. Okay. So, so that's good practice. Now you know why you clap. Now when you're at a football game, unless you're trying to bring God into that thing, you just clap like that. But when you're in the house of God, just remember, supernatural, heaven, earth. Wow. I'm not stuck in this because I got this. Bam. Everything changes. And then, just kind of hear that noise. Get it in your mind. Go watch Star Wars. But guess what? Darth Vader, the devil, whoever. Bottom line is, you got two of them. I said, you got two of them. Right, left, front, back. And when you got warriors all around you, you're bringing some light. Everybody say, I'm a light bringer. Light bringer. Come on, I'm a, light I'm a light bringer. Let's give the Lord one more supernatural hand. Hallelujah. Woo. Wow. Wow.
Okay, look at somebody. Look at somebody. Give them a high five. Be seated just for a moment. Man, that was some good stuff. Hey, would you give your worship guys, come on, your worship team, come on. Thank you guys. Y'all are awesome. Appreciate it. Woo. Wow. Wow. I think the Holy Spirit is here. I think the Holy Spirit is here. I'm going to encourage you to, uh, I've got some stuff out there that I think can resource you and help you. And, and, um, and I want to talk about it just for a minute because I don't just bring just junk with me. It's very strategic. It's stuff that I think will help you. The first thing that I want to tell you uh, is that we're out of shirts. Because some of y'all, it's like, it's like people, have you ever seen me wear a Harley Davidson shirt, but they only have this shirt? It's like I always ask people, do you just have the shirt or have you got one? Then they're wearing the shirt. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all don't just have a warrior shirt. You are the warrior. It ain't about the shirt. It's about I'm a warrior. If you'd like a shirt, you can contact our office and they'll, they'll help you with that. And we'll be glad to honor the same deal that we did here. And trust me when I tell you that, um, that the, just the CD series that I gave you with that shirt costs more than the shirt. It's just we want to bless you. Uh, what did you say, Scott? Okay, take the info at the table. This is what I call a men's bundle. I, I just, it's, I kind of just put together some of the best stuff that I have for men. Um, one of the series here that there's two guys in particular over here that have been in church like um, really all their adult life. Um, Sheldon, you were on your second or third marriage? Second. second and about to be uh, working on his third, uh, just losing everything. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But um, but he heard this message on kings and priests along with uh, Mitch Edland, who's here. And both of them have been in church all their life and had just not ever known their place as a king. And uh, so I teach on kings and priests. It's very powerful, the function of kings in a church and the function of priests in a church. Uh, Pastor Rob is on the priest side of things. He will bring warriors. God will bring warriors and kings around him to fund what is in his heart. Average men, average Christian men are tithers. Uh, when you become above average, again, is when you're not a tither, but you're a first fruiter. You put God first. You give him the, 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 the first dollar of every 10 that you make, and then you also give over and above. That's the kind of people that God's going to bring around Pastor Rob, just like he has around me, and nothing will be impossible to this church because of that. That'll teach you how to be a king in your family, a king in the house, and also how to bless your priest. Uh, then lessons from the life of Samson. I just think there's a lot of lessons, oftentimes from the life of Samson that we don't get. Uh, you know, there's not one scripture that would indicate uh, that he was a big guy, uh, that he had muscles, but yet we've all seen, you know, he's a, you know, he's a muscle guy. No, not, not in fact, he, he probably had no muscles. Um, he, the truth is, is that he was just a guy that had God's heart and God put his hand on him to do great exploits. Just like, in fact, let me just prophesy over you. Put your hand over your heart. And Father, I just feel this in my heart right now, so I'm going to do it. I just, I thank you that these are going to be men that do great exploits, but they're going to know why you empower them to do great exploits because you're going to advance your kingdom through them. Everybody put an amen on that. So, so it's not about, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9-11, in fact, that's the real 9-11. 
Just go read it sometime. That the battle is not to the strongest, the race is not to the fastest, but time and chance happens to them all. And so you have to know when your time is and when your opportunity is. And if you'll seize that, it's not about being the richest guy, the fastest guy, the, the, the this or that. God just puts his hand on you to accomplish his purpose. And when you get a heart like that as a warrior and as a king, then we got great lessons to learn. Samson along the way, unfortunately, began to forget that he wasn't strong because of his muscles. He was strong because God's hand was on his life. And uh, so lessons. Born Connection, uh, they actually took and made this into a movie uh, after I did this series on it. And, uh, and let me just give you the titles and see if you recognize this from any movie. Uh, Born Supremacy, that was my teaching. Uh, uh, Born uh, Identity, they haven't done that yet, but they will. Um, Born Adversity, uh, that'll probably be a movie. And then Born Brothers. Some of you don't realize that you got some born brothers around you. They're not brothers of origin, they're brothers of choice. Scott and I have been together for 28 years, and uh, uh, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. We were born to go through life together, and uh, we've raised our children together in June. We both will go to San Diego and watch Scott's son get his trident to be a Navy SEAL. He's been raised in our house of warriors. And, um, and uh, he's, he's, he's going to be a champion for justice around the world. We're just so excited. He will kill people <laughs> that need to be killed. How many of y'all know some people just need to be killed? Am am I in the right church? How many of you know some people need to be killed? If you don't know that, just read the Bible. Anyway, I won't get off on that. But That's not being recorded, is it? I hope not, you know, for the real religious people. But anyway, so um, you got to find out who your brothers are and go through life with your brothers. I ask our guys over here this question, who are your three? If Jesus needed three, so do you. Most men do not have great friendships because they don't understand that you need three men in your life. You need one that you're following. You need one that's on the same level, and you need one that you're bringing along with you. So anyway, that's in there. And then uh, uh, one of our Ultimate Warrior Conferences, this last year we had a Navy SEAL team that came came to our men's conference and parachuted in. It was, you, you just would have had to have been there. It was absolutely awesome. And, uh, and they, they, they dropped basically uh, almost like a halo drop and deployed their chutes at about, I don't even know, but it, 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 was, it was just, oh, anyway, it was crazy. And uh, so some of y'all might want to come with Rob next October because they're going to be there again with us. But that's, that's the men's bundle. I'd love to have about... 50 of you guys and Pastor Rob just come on down to Texas and uh, be with us. So y'all think about it, talk about it. But uh, this is what I call the family series. And uh, so I brought a men's bundle and then a, a family bundle. And this is, uh, this is just uh, stuff about family. You know, I've got three children. I already told you their names, any, many, many, because my wife said no more. But, uh, but 24, 23, 21, they all work with me. I just talk about kids and family stuff. Um, and then love talk really how to not just talk in your, in your marriage, but how to love talk. Uh, and then a message that is not on this series that I'm going to preach this weekend called Unstoppable. How to be an unstoppable force in business and in life. And then fog. Joel Osteen called me um, 
this probably in about October, and he said, Keith, uh, I just feel like God wants you to bring a word to our church, and I want you to, to preach at Lakewood Church, which you have to understand something about Lakewood. There's never been a church in the history of America that's as large as Lakewood Church. He said, I feel like God's given you a word to come and preach on favor to launch our year because I believe that's what God's going to do. So the first weekend of this year, I went to Lakewood Church, preached to about 43,000 people on this message on favor. And uh, anyway, so it's, there's several messages on that here. And then uh, finally, for those of you that are business leaders, uh, I mentioned to you that I have the privilege uh, of speaking in the largest uh, business seminars in the world. And, uh, and so I sit down with some pretty uh, major business leaders, my friend Zig Ziglar, who just uh, really kind of is on, he had a stroke several years ago and his life has really changed. But for 12 years, we did 30 events together. And those of you who are younger that don't know who Zig Ziglar is, bless your heart, but just study him. He's, he's awesome. And uh, anyway, I sit down with him. I sit down with a guy named Bill Bartman, who's the least known billionaire uh, in the United States of America, who was an orphan and uh, talked about his secrets. I sat down with a guy named Charles Tremendous Jones, who was one of Zig Ziglar's mentors. On and on I could go. These are all guys that I'm in a relationship with and have been in a relationship with. And I just, we talked about leadership secrets and uh, how they've led their life and that kind of thing. But uh, this is an entire study that actually is going to be a book that's going to be in your Barnes and Nobles around the corner here pretty soon. And uh, it's called The 1% Factor. 99% of our DNA is all the same. There's only a 1% difference between all of us and everybody that's ever been born. And uh, my father was a Dallas policeman. And again, I'll tell this story tonight and tomorrow. But, uh, but he, was, he was in fingerprinting. And one day when I was in the eighth grade, this revelation from God came to me that every person has a fingerprint that nobody else has to leave an imprint that nobody else can leave. And so literally at the end of our fingertips are the imprint of God. And if we'll realize that, all man has figured out to do with our fingerprint is to identify us with a crime. But God says, I've given you your fingerprint, not so that you can be identified for what you've done wrong, but so that you can know that you're the only one that can do the right that I've put you on the earth to do. Nobody else can do it. So that's what that's about. And that's for business leaders. We call that the leadership bundle. So if you consider yourself a business leader and if you employ more than one person, get that. And if it doesn't help you be better, I'll give you all your money back. That's how sure I am that it'll help you. And... Uh, so uh, then finally, some of you got this last night, Leadershipology. This is the greatest toilet book that you will ever have. Um, some of you men, you don't use your toilet time. I would encourage you, when you sit down on that commode, just like I did in Rob's office. <laughs> By the way, Rob, I just, it was like, this was my real thought. Rob is sitting here. And I'm going to sit where Rob has sat many times. We're now closer than we've ever been. I promise you that was my thought. After I wiped off the toilet seat before I sat down, then, uh, I'm, just I'm kidding. I did wonder about the chair across from the toilet. Because I thought, in his bathroom, he's got a chair across from his toilet. And I thought, who sits there? And then my, then my second thought was, his wife put that in there because she thought it was cute. But you know, in a guy's mind, it's like, who's in that chair? <laughs> and then, of course, the guy was just out here talking about purity, and I thought, 
Maybe that's the Jesus chair while Rob's on the toilet. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> if you ever see a chair that just doesn't fit in a room, just call it the Jesus chair. But um, <laughs> don't tell your wife I said this, Rob, because I, I know she's the one that put it there. I saw that chair and I go, that is a wife thing right there. Who sits a chair across from the toilet? I'm Rob's wife, and I do, because that's where we talk. That's where I have his attention. So, Becca, if you're watching, thank you for that chair. It stirred up so many thoughts in my mind. Oh, hi, Becca. Ah! Okay, okay. Now, listen. Hey, okay, wait. Okay, wait just a minute. Now, now for, now, for real, for real, did you put that chair in there? Okay, good. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure if, if Rob had put the chair in there, I was going to be concerned. But anyway, no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Becca. Um, it's like the Holy Spirit. You know, the women in our life, they're like hovering. You never know. Like, I'm here. Anyway, this is a great toilet book. And, and let me just explain it to you. Most of us waste our time in the toilet. I never do. I wrote this book with your toilet in mind. These are actually, this is one of three books that I have called Leadershipology. It's a word that I've coined, ology, coined, coined, uh, coined, ology on the end of any word means philosophy of life. And most people don't understand leadership. And so I feel like that's what God's gifted me to teach. And and, uh, and to help people lead themselves, the most important person you'll ever lead is you. So uh, these are just leadership quotes that I've written through the years. And on one side is the quote, and then on the other side is what I call the TBQ, the thought behind the quote. So you're on the toilet, the bad stuff's going out, and that's in the natural, and the good stuff is going in. So you sit... It's just two pages... It takes you longer, there's the next page. But nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, I think it's something that'll bless you. And then, and then, this, and then this will be a, a worship CD. We do all, all of our own worship music along with River Valley Church. And so this will be something that we want to bless you with if you get the book. Okay, I'm totally out of time. We should be through. But, um, and the reality is uh, I'm not going to get to everything today. But... Um, but if it's okay, it, it, I know we're supposed to be through at 12. Is that correct? Can we go to 1230? I know I'm putting you a little bit on pressure. Should we or should we not? Y'all want to? I mean, is that okay with everybody? Okay, by, by, a, by a, a raised lightsaber, how many of you, it's okay if we go to 1230? Okay. okay, so then we'll be through. I promise I will end at 1230 because I'm going to be really hungry by then. After using Rob's toilet, I'll be ready to eat again. So, uh, okay, uh, let's take a look at your notes and uh, everybody say think. So, so you tell me, read me point one. Everybody on the count of three, just read it together. Turn to it, point one, because that's what we are doing right now is we're thinking like warriors. So, so everybody on the count of three, just read with me the first point. One, two, three, read it. So a warrior thinks, this is where it starts, that he has been created in the image of God for a kingdom purpose. 
So I'm not just my mother and father's son. I'm not just a male. I'm not just uh, Keith Craft, known by my name. I'm a warrior that I think, first and foremost, that I've been created by God for a kingdom purpose. How many of you would say, I got that? All right. Okay, let's look at number two because this is the B part. A warrior is a man who chooses to be like God because he has a kingdom purpose. So because I have a kingdom purpose, then I'm not just trying to be a good Christian. Listen, can I just tell you something that you've never heard in church? Don't be a good Christian. Be a kingdom man. We got plenty of good Christians that are backbiting, talking about other people, not, not advancing God's kingdom, and they're good Christians, and they all think they're going to heaven, and they probably will make it. But the fact is, is that God wants you to be a kingdom man, and you got to think that way. I'm, I'm a warrior, I'm a son of God, and I'm put on this earth for a kingdom purpose, and I'm put on this, this earth, first of all, to think like God. He says in Isaiah 55, my thoughts are higher than yours, my ways are higher than yours. As the heavens is higher than the earth, so are my thoughts and my ways higher than yours. Everybody put an amen on that. That's not God bragging on himself that he thinks better than us and that he does things better than us. That's God's invitation for us to be like him. Come on up, think like me. I'm God. I think higher than you, so come on up. You're my son. My ways are higher than yours, so come on up. It's not a braggadocious statement. It's God inviting us as his sons. My, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. But hey, come on, think like me. Otherwise, watch this. My word will go forth and it will return void. It won't work. In other words, the way that my word will not return void is if you think like me, be like me, and do like me, my word will work for you. It won't matter, Dave, who lays their hands on your back because you're, you're with the right people in the right place at the right time. Watch this now because this is a business principle. That, that without sounding like I'm bragging, I get paid a lot of money to teach. But here's, here's, here's the way it works in business. If you get the right people in the right place at the right time, the right things will always happen. Not sometimes happen. This is how it aligns. These three things. Right people. Everybody say right people. Right place. Right time. Always the right things will happen. So as men, as warriors, here's how you need to think. I've got to be around the right people. Welcome to River Valley Church. So you're already there. I've got to be in the right place. You're in the house of God. You're already there. I've got to be in the right time. Those three things right now in your life are aligning. So if in my life I can always get those three things in agreement, then the right things will always happen. How many of y'all are ready for some right things to happen? Come on. I, I'm ready for that too. Ongoing. All right. So, so a warrior is a man who chooses to be like God because he has a kingdom purpose. Until we come to terms with war as the context of our days, we will not understand life. We will misinterpret 90% of what's happening around us and to us. And I love what my friend John Eldridge says there. It's just that that until we put life in the context of war, okay? If, if really life is the context of war, then bad stuff is happening. We don't realize that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Come on, this is the Bible. But against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. Until we come to that knowledge that, that hey, my marriage is a war. My family is a war. I, I'm, I'm the warrior. I do battle for them. My business is a tool that God's going to use. So there's going to be battles that I have to fight that only I can win. 
but I'm not by myself. Right people, right place, right time, right things. Would you say that with me? Right people, right place, right time, right things. That's what makes your brother so important. You see, you can hear one thing in this deal right here, and it can change your business forever. How many of you are interested in that? I mean, I'm telling you the truth now. About three of you are interested. How many of you are interested in that? All right, come on. Here's what I'm telling you. In our church, the first service, Rob, that we had, the first service, unbeknownst to me, there's a lady sitting in our church. And I make this statement now that's gone around the world. And to our knowledge, it was the first time it's ever been said that the church ought to be the most creative place in the universe. When I made that statement, a lady was sitting in our church and that instant an idea dropped in her head. And it was for a purse light. And a a purse light that looks like a snake. And she developed this purse light that you could slide down in these big purses that women carry. And the minute they open their purse, the light comes on so they can see what's in their purse. She sold it to Mary Kay. And everybody was blessed. Here's my point. One word from God can not only change your life, but when you think like God as a warrior and you choose to be like God because you have a kingdom purpose, why wouldn't he give you an idea if you're in insurance for insurance or an idea to have your own business if it's in your heart to have your own business? Why do you want to have your own business? In fact, let me just ask you a question. Is there anybody here that... that, currently doesn't have your own business, that you'd like to run your own business. Let me just see your hands. Okay, just keep them up for a minute, because I have an anointing for this. And so do a lot of my guys that are over here. If that's in your heart to do it, let's purify why. Let's purify why. We're talking about purity. Let's purify why you want to have your own business. And if you'll just make one little adjustment, God, I want to have my own business so I can be a blessing to your kingdom. And not about your personal freedom, not about your house, not about your ownership, because we're stewards of everything that God's given us. Why wouldn't God want you to have your own business if your job was to advance his kingdom and you had that understanding? So keep your hands raised. And if you're serious, you're going to see that this year, God's going to open a window and open a door for you. Now, you you need to go back and listen to this CD because I'm prophesying to you right now that for many of you this year, it's going to happen. But I can't do for you, and God can't do for you what only you can do. Time and chance happens to them all. I'm believing prophetically this is your time, and this is your chance. So, Father, I thank you for the anointing right now. For people that have in their heart, I want to run my own business. And, God, if they'll kingdom purpose it, I pray that you'll open the windows of heaven over their life. And that you and they and the people that you align them with will make it happen in Jesus' name. Come on, you receive that? Amen. Why wouldn't I'm a father? Why wouldn't I want my son's dreams to come true? You don't have to beg God or plead with God. You just have to get on God's thoughts and God's ways, and He'll make it happen. So, warriors are supernaturally endowed. I'm going to just, we're just going to fill in these blanks real quick because I, don't, I can't hang out with them, on them a lot. Everything in Scripture is a template. Everybody say template. So, so we read Genesis 1, 26 through 28. 
But Genesis 1, the first chapter of Genesis is about creation. Why does God take us through the seven days of creation? Let me, let me tell you why. Because it's a template for how we're supposed to be as warriors. So let's look at it real quick in your notes. Here's the template. We're warriors and we're supernaturally endowed to do what our Father does. What was the first thing God did? The earth was void. It was full of darkness. And what was the first act of God? What did God do on the first day? Anybody? He said, let there be light. As warriors, that's what we do. I just said we're light bringers. It's light. So, so how, God, how God established the world in seven days is a template for us to operate as warriors. So our first assignment is every situation we're in is to bring the light. Let there be light. That's my job. Let there be light. I can't tell you how many times throughout the day that I say, let there be light. In this situation, let there be light. Let there be light. Why? Because light pierces the darkness. You have that power. It's the first thing God did. It's, it dispels the darkness. What's the second thing that God did? He created the heavens. So after there's light, watch this, there can be atmosphere. The second thing God did was he established the heavens. Why would he establish the heavens as the second thing? You wouldn't even know there was a heavens if there was no light. Because God's always wanting to bring his atmosphere into our life. What do we do as warriors? We're atmosphere creators. Your wife shouldn't determine the atmosphere in your home. You should. Your boss shouldn't determine the atmosphere at the company. You should. Doesn't matter what your role is in life. You're the light bringer. You're the warrior. You're in that company. By the way, I don't have time to go into it. But do you know that the Bible says... I think it's Genesis 37, that because the favor of God was on Joseph's life, watch this now, that the Egyptian's house was blessed for Joseph's sake. You know how most Christians think? I just want to do the right thing, and God, I want you to bless me. Let me ask you a question. Can you be the kind of warrior that everybody around you is blessed more than you because you're there? That the blessing is, you know you're the light bringer. And whether they ever thank you for being the awesome you that you are, that the Egyptian, a pagan's house, go, go read it, was blessed because of Joseph. Can you be a person in your company that doesn't sit around and whine and complain and bellyache and grumble and be negative because they should be paying you more for what you do at your company? That, that's how um, what Dave would call wusses think. They're worried about what's in it for me. When you're a warrior, you know what you bring to that company, whether anybody else does or not. You bring the atmosphere where heaven can come into that maybe unheavenly place. Come on, you get that? What's the third thing that God did? The third thing that God did was he formed the earth. It's called structure. So everybody say light, atmosphere, structure. Most important, let me, in fact, let me just ask you this question and just answer it out loud. My guys don't answer. What is the most important, I want you to give me the first answer that comes into your mind. What is the most important part of a water fountain? Okay, no. The most important part of a water fountain is the structure that gets the water to the fountain. We don't think about that. That's how we are in life. We lose sight of how important structure is. One of the things that I do with companies 
is we go in and we help them restructure. In other words, most corporations and churches, by the way, are not structured for growth. Most families are not structured for growth. And so structure is the most important thing. Those of you that are in construction, you know that. So structure, that's, that's the next thing that God did. The, the fourth thing that God did is the sun and the moon and the stars, he set them in place. And watch this, there was a reason. The reason for the sun and the moon and the stars, watch this, is to govern the universe. We don't think about that. But God set those things in place so that there would be a systematic order so that the earth could rotate 24 hours on an invisible axis. The sun has a lot to do with that. The stars have a lot to do with that. In fact, the Bible is clear. He set those things in place so there would be order. Everybody say order. That's the fourth thing that God did, order. That's what you as a warrior, you're called to bring order. You can't bring order into your family if there's no structure in your family. Am I making sense? The fifth thing that God did was he created every living thing that moves on the earth. What is he saying? He's saying movement. Okay, now I want you to get this picture. Light, atmosphere, structure, order. When those things line up, you can move forward. A lot of people never move forward in their personal life or in their business because those first four things are not in place. Let me just tell you, God is not a random God. Somebody put an amen on that. In other words, he didn't just say, hey, I think on the first day, light. Hey, I think on the second day, heavens. Hey, I think on the third day, earth. Hey, I think on the fourth day, sun, moon, stars. No, it was by design. And it's not just so that we can read the Genesis account and debate it whether it should be taught in school or not. It's a template for how we're supposed to live as warriors. It's our warrior daddy, our warrior father, saying, this is how I roll. And if I created the universe that led to me creating mankind this way, what are the possibilities that you can create if you'll get this template? The sixth thing God did was he made man in his own image and in his likeness, relationship. Now, let me just show you something about relationship. Your relationships in your life, including with your wife, will not work unless those other five things are in place. So why won't a relationship work in a marriage? Because things are out of order. Wait, wait, wait. Things have been moving in the wrong direction. Wait, wait, wait. There's no heavenly atmosphere. Wait, wait, wait. There's no light. There's a bunch of darkness. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What's... In other words, this is a template for how businesses should be run, how marriages should be run, but most importantly, how we should see ourselves as warriors operating. If you got that, say, I got that. And then on the seventh day, God rested and he sanctified it. And just put rest there. That's the seventh thing, rest. Now, I want to just say one thing about this, uh, Rob, that the purpose for the Sabbath, a lot of people misunderstand this. This represents the Sabbath. Now, what does rest mean here? Hey, I'm just chilling, man. I'm just resting. No, watch this. God initiated rest because here's what he was saying. Rest from your work. Listen now. Rest one day a week from making money for yourself and make one day a week just about me. That's what a Sabbath is all about. 
When you come to church, whether it's Saturday or whether it's Sunday, listen very carefully now to what I'm saying because I'm giving you revelation from God. Do not work your business on that day. Do not get on your computer on that day and work your business. What's the purpose of that day? You're honoring God by resting. Watch this now. From working for yourself and you're working for God that day. That's why every man here needs to be serving in the house of God. Why? Because you're not going to get paid for being out there in the parking lot. You're not going to get paid for working in the kids' area. You're not going to get paid for serving in this house. What's the point? The point is you're resting from your labor what's in it for you, and you're saying, God, this is your day where I honor you. It's very important that you understand that. So every warrior needs to get that, that there needs to be one day that is sanctified to God, for God, and that's the day we bring our first fruits, that's the day we honor Him, so whether that's Saturday for you, whether that's Sunday for you, that's, that warriors think that way. All right, so say it with me, because I'm going to give you, like I said, this, this kind of will sink in later for you, and that's why I've given you notes, and I didn't just come here to pontificate, you'll see tomorrow I can preach, or tonight I can preach, I'll preach to you, and it'll be great. But the reality is, and that's not an egotistical statement. I'm just saying that's what God's put me on the earth to, to be a good news proclaimer. That's why I say it's great because it's his good news. I'm just the channel. So don't misunderstand that. I'm saying, oh, I'm a great preacher. I'm not saying that. I'm saying God chooses this imperfect vessel just to give his good news. And that's going to be great for us. But listen to this. I want you to understand that what I'm giving you is the nets and bolts of being a warrior. That's my assignment. And if you'll begin to think and be this way, how do you be? You be a light bringer. How do you be an atmosphere creator? How do you be? You be a person that's structured in your personal life and your professional life. If you run a company, look at the structure of that company. If you need help, get some help. Because the cap and the lid on any company growing is the leadership capacity that relates to the structure of that place. So the only limit you have on your growth is your structure, I promise. And then the next thing is order. What do we need to get in order around here? What's, and here's, here's my question to you. What's two things you need to stop doing and what's one thing you need to start doing? That's when you can start thinking order. Can you think of two things you should stop doing and one thing you should start doing? Can somebody just right off the top of your head think that way? What's two things that I should stop doing and one thing I should start doing? That's when order begins to happen. And only you can do it. Okay. And then, again, movement. Things can begin to move in the right direction. Then relationships can be forged. Alignments. The power number in Scripture is if any two of you shall agree as touching anything, it shall be done. What, is it, what does that mean? If you agree on earth, God will bring his super from heaven, and he'll put his hand on it. You've got to have somebody to come into agreement with. You know, it's amazing that a man and a woman, it's still a mystery. People try to explain it. You can't explain it. A man plants a seed inside a woman, a baby grows and watch this, what's birth is the best of both of you. I don't care what the politicians say or how many states uh, make gay marriage legal. The bottom line is if you're a woman and a woman, you can't do it. You can't produce a baby. It's out of order. Man and a man, they can't come together and we're going to have a baby together. No, they got to find some man and some woman because that's God's order that will help them adopt a baby. So you can do it however you want. And say, I was born this way, Lady Gaga. But the truth is, everybody has a choice. And the fact is this. This is a picture. 
man, woman, watch this. They come together. It's a picture of alignment and agreement. That if any of you can agree as touching anything, watch this, what will be birthed through you will be something greater than both of you individually. That's how awesome all of our children are. Thank you, God, for my kids. Thank you, God, for my kids. And then here's the last thing, and I'm through. Everybody say, think, Think. be, Be. do. Do. A warrior is a mighty man who will do great exploits because he lives with a transcendent kingdom purpose. (sighs) There's a couple of guys sitting over here that have started a company that's going to go global and uh, become a billion-dollar-plus company. I'm just prophesying now. And, and all the warriors in the room said, amen. amen. And because we got a lot of stuff we got to do in the kingdom. We want to help a lot of churches. And I'd, I'd love for us to be in a position, Rob, and we've, we've already done this with many churches, but I'd love for us to be in a position as a church that because of you and I's relationship, that when you guys are doing something, that I would just get on the phone with Rob and say, hey, uh, the warriors, uh, the mighty men, of, uh, in my life and at, at Elevate Life Church, we just want to be a part of what you're doing. Hey, here's a check for $100,000. That's in my heart to do. We've done that for churches, by the way, given more than $100,000. Um, so in other words, that's in my heart. I, I don't just want to uh, do what we've done. We just completed, we're seven weeks. Easter was our seventh week. We built a $36 million building and uh, for the glory of God. And it's not for us. It's a house of God in our part of the country where everything's new. And we went over to Europe and designed this beautiful cathedral. And it's 10 stories tall and in a city that didn't even have churches a few years ago. And now there's this 10-story cathedral that looks like something out of uh, Europe from 100 years ago that we've done to glorify God because cathedral means the elevated seat of Christ. And in that city, I wanted everybody to know, when you see that building, you don't have to wonder, what is that? You look at that building, that's the elevated seat of Christ in this city that we believe is going to touch the world. But because I have this in my heart, Rob, there's got to be guys around me that get it and that we're going to make a lot of money. And not not most of these guys, but some of these guys about three years ago, uh, we were at Kevin Gerald's church in Seattle, and they were in their building program. And I said, Kevin, what's the largest, from the stage, here's what I said, what's the largest offering, single offering you've ever got in your church? And he said, uh, $100,000. So my mighty men were with me. And I said, okay, we're going to give $120,000. We wrote that check that day. Because here's what's in my heart. I don't just come here to like play and this isn't just a gig for me to come preach. I really do believe that God wants to leave a a divine deposit here that becomes some of the foundation that your life and your business and this church will build on. I take it real serious. And so so what I want to tell you is because that's in my heart, I got to have guys around me that make some jack. I got to have it. They can't be no, I just, you know, I get all I can and can all I get and I sit on the can. I, I can't have that. I got to have guys around me that think kingdom. I can't have somebody that's doing great in their business going, man, look at my new car. That's all great. Look at my new house. I gave my, I flipped God a nickel though. I can't have that. I always tell, you know what I tell our church, Robin, probably shouldn't say this. I wouldn't recommend it here, but, <laughs> but I tell people in our church, there are cheaper churches to go to. You can go down the, down the street, and there's a cheap church. They're, they're not going to do what we do. There's, there's easier places to be. 
But I'm going to tell you something. When you're a warrior, you're not thinking comfort. You're not thinking, how can we take it easy? You're thinking, how can we advance God's kingdom? That's how you're thinking. So, so anyway, all, all, that, all that to say is that there, there's a company that's been started over here that we believe they're going to be a billion-dollar company and just prophesying that and other people that God's raising up. And I got a guy sitting over here that at one time in the oil business, he's making 300000 a month. And, um, and so, you know, again, along the way, you give God a little bit, and then you lose that, and you go, okay, I think next time I make $300,000 a month, I'll give a little more. And you start thinking like that. Because guess what you know? $300,000 a month is not about you. Because if it is, it'll dry up quick. And it will. So we got to understand that. Don't feel good. Listen to me. Don't feel good about the little bit you do for God. Because we don't do what we do to feel good. We do what we do because we're warriors. Does that make sense? All right. So everybody say, think, be, do. So, so it's, it's, it's doing life with a transcendent cause for a kingdom purpose. What does transcendent mean? To elevate above current reality or truth based on what is by focusing on what is possible. To live with a higher purpose beyond personal gain. Put an amen on that. Being born a male is a matter of birth, but being a warrior is a matter of choice. And my hope is that you'll choose to be a warrior. That this weekend, that you'll step up and say, I'm going to think, I'm going to be, and I'm going to do life as a warrior. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think that I've been put on this earth by God for a kingdom purpose. I'm going to be the kind of person that, will, that will, will be able to bring about light and atmosphere and structure and order and movement, get things moving forward when things aren't moving forward. I'm going to be the kind of person that doesn't just do that, but I'm going I'm to have great relationships because I know I need to be connected relationally to people that can help me do what God's called me to do. I cannot have a baby by myself, so I can't run a business by myself. If I'm going to produce greatness, I've got to find the right people, right place, right time, right things will happen. And then finally, I'll do life with a transcendent cause. That's my challenge to you as, I, as we leave today is that I'm going to be a person that lives with a transcendent cause. I'm going to align my business and my family and help my children understand that everything that we do, we do for the kingdom. My transcendent cause is not so I have a good inheritance. My transcendent cause is that the kingdom of God will be advanced. Come on, y'all getting that? So, uh, so I just want to, I want to close with this, that, that the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2, do we have that on the screen, guys? I think we do. Let a man so consider us. Everybody say, that's us. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. So here's our responsibility. In your notes there, we're servants, Rob, and we're stewards. So I'm a servant as a warrior, and I'm a steward. I don't own anything. Everything I have belongs to God. So I'm going to serve God, and I'm a steward. So let a man, let men, when they see us as warriors, I'm a servant, and I'm a steward. Everybody say that. I'm a servant, and I'm a steward. Let, let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if God gives you a business idea, watch this, that either takes what somebody else is doing to another level because everything at this point that we've seen as a template is to take life to another example or another level. So everything is an example for us to do better. How many of you are fathers here? Let me see your hands. Now, let me ask you as a father, let me ask you this question. 
is there any father here who doesn't want his son to do better than him? Or do you want to be the man? I'm going to hold you down, son, because I am the man. (laughs) No, you know what every father naturally thinks? I want you to do better than me. So what is our job? Is to help them in every way we can. Watch this. And not worry that they might have an entitlement mentality. Not worry that I might give them too much. No, when they live with a transcendent cause because you teach them that way, your job is to help them in every way that you can. Well, I can't give them too much because I might ruin them. Yeah, if you hadn't taught them to live with a transcendent cause, you might. But what's our job as fathers? Whether we're natural fathers or spiritual fathers. It's to set up the next generation. Remember, you need three. Who are your three? Who are you following? Who are you walking with? And who are you bringing along? I need three people in my life like that. Three men in my life like that. I need to be reaching up. I need to be walking beside. And I need to be reaching back. So, so servants and stewards. That's how God's heart. We're God's sons. He wants us to do great. Jesus said greater works than these will you do. Really? We can do greater works than Jesus? Yes! When I was in high school, back in the day, 75, the only person that was dunking like I wanted to dunk was Dr. J. I mean, y'all remember Dr. J? And Dr. Three of you. How many of y'all remember Dr. J? Okay, good. Okay. Oh, I thought, man, this is a young room. But I can remember, man, I'd be out. I would, here I'm a sophomore in high school. I just started growing. I was about 6'3". I thought, I want to dunk like Dr. J. I got a red, white, and blue basketball because he was with the ABA. And I am jumping. And all of a sudden, one day, I dunked it. I went, I can do it. I had seen him do it. Now, remember, I'm not white. This is white. This is black. I'm peach. Okay, so I'm not limited by white men can't jump because I'm not white. I'm not limited by a label that somebody puts on me that I'm white or black or somebody's going to hold me down because I'm not none of that. I'm a son of God. That's who I am. That's who I am. So, so watch this. I have these dreams in my mind. These dreams in my mind. And so I pick people to say, okay, what they're doing, I want to do that. So I watched Dr. J. He was the only one at that time, really, that could sky and hang way before MJ was out of diapers. Anyway, so, man, I start dunking it. I go to, I go to uh, practice one day as a sophomore, and I go, hey, coach, watch this. And I run, and I dunk the ball. He goes, how would you learn to do that? I said, I just kept watching Dr. J. He goes, you're kidding me. I go, no, man. It's amazing. He said, that is amazing. He said, every time you get the ball, I want you to dunk it. I said, you only got to say that once. I wish I had some pictures right now. Because, I mean, back in the day, 75, 76, there wasn't anybody dunking on anybody. I'm just telling you, even in college. It was like Larry Bird. I mean, magic came along. But the truth is, there wasn't anybody in high school dunking. Every time I got a breakaway, man, I was like, here comes Dr. J! 
<laughs> it was so much fun. I go, I can't believe I can do this. It was amazing. Then one day I discovered I could do it with both hands. And so in warm-ups, we just freak out the teams. Because I'd be taking two basketballs like this. <laughs> be in warm-ups. I'd jump up, grab two basketballs. Now, I never saw Dr. J do that. Here's the point. It was taking it to another level. I saw it. I saw it. Nobody in my family had ever gone to college. I announced in the 10th grade to my parents, I'm going to college on a basketball scholarship. They went, okay. They didn't know what that meant. When I got the offers and finally I chose the school I was going to go to, four years, basketball scholarship, white boy, dunking like a crazy man. And then when I was in college, I get this letter from the Dallas Cowboys. It was crazy. They said, we've seen you on the basketball court. We'd like you to come have a tryout with us. I come my senior year in college. I try out for the Dallas Cowboys and make the team as a tight end. Now, listen, here's the deal. I'd grown up watching the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I thought, maybe someday I could be a Dallas Cowboy, but I've chose basketball. Anyway, I could go on and on. Here's the bottom line. I don't know what your dreams are. I don't know what your competencies are. I don't know what's in your heart, but watch this. Let a man consider us servants. Watch this. Who are you following? Who are you serving? Because the thing is never about the thing. It's not about basketball or football. Later on, I would be a part of a strength ministry called the Power Team. We'd break concrete and break handcuffs. Then I had my own team called Strike Force. Traveled all over America and different parts of the world. what, What has God gifted you to do for His glory? I was on the phone with Tom Landry and a man by the name of Gil Brandt who recruited me. And I said, I want to be straight up with you guys. If I want to be a part of the Dallas Cowboys, I just want you to know it's going to be for God. It's going to be, God's going to give me a platform because I'm called to ministry. In other words, whether it's, whatever the dream is, transcendent cause, God, I want to do what I do for you and leave the results up to you, but I'm going to give it my bestest for you. That's my language. My best is for you. Who are you following? Who are you serving? And then what do you have stewardship over right now that you're honoring God with? I had some videos and stuff I was going to show you, but I told you I'd be through at 1230 and it's 1229. Here's what I'd like to to leave you with. No longer is River Valley Church typical men. Let it out. Let it out. No, 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 no longer do you have the luxury of just coming to church as a man and go, hey, I, I showed up today. I, my wife's over there. She's over in the kids' area, and I'm just here. Hey, pastor. You don't have the luxury to be normal because you've heard now. But it's up to you to receive the challenge. So, Dave, God's hand doesn't just touch your back, but watch this. God's hand touches your business, and God's hand touches your family. And all of a sudden, you watch your children. You go, I can't believe those are my kids. Wow, they're brilliant. (laughs) That's what I do. I sit down with my son when he was 10, and I said, Josh, you're smarter than me, but I'm your father. (laughs) This weekend, he's preaching at 24 at our church. Awesome. 
I can't believe, I can't believe he's my son. I can't believe that God's blessed me so much. I can't believe that this month, God's given me 433 months with the most awesome woman in the world that I've named Precious. I call her Precious. And you know what our church calls her? Pastor Precious. People that come to our church don't even know her name. Because to me, she's precious. And so everybody just calls her Pastor Precious. I can't believe how blessed my life is. Now here's my point. It's not that there aren't tough times. But let us, let men, normal men, consider us warriors as servants and stewards of the mysteries of God. We know why we lift up our hands. We know why we clap. We know why we make money. We know why we're successful. We know why we do what we do because we think, be, and do as a warrior. And God says, I'm just looking for a few. I don't need a whole lot. I just need a couple of guys in Minnesota to know that their assignment is not Minnesota. It's not Minneapolis. It's not St. Paul. Maybe my hand is on this place. Maybe I'm giving you a picture of multi-site. Maybe it's not just about Spain. Maybe it's not just about Apple Valley. Maybe it's not just about Minneapolis. Maybe, maybe there's a place where I'm wanting to raise up a group of men that because of who they are, their light shines so bright that all the world sees you're a light on a city. You're a light on a hill that cannot be missed. Why? Because God's raising up his church. We are the church. We are the warriors. Come on, let's stand. Come on, let's stand. Lift up those hands. Come on, guys. Lift up those hands. I'm going to tell you something. Get this in your spirit. You're not normal. You're super normal. Get this in your spirit. You were born a male, but this weekend you choose to be a warrior. Get this in your spirit. When you clap, heaven comes into earth. When you clap, his super comes into any natural. Get this in your spirit. When you lift up your hands, your whole row is going to get it. Your wife is going to get it. Your family is going to get it. Your tribe's going to get it. Your business is going to get it. Why? I'm not normal. I'm a warrior. Come on. I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. Let's worship just for a few minutes. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, guys. Let's go. I want my guys, my mighty men to hear something. Guys, listen to me. I'm better. I'm better. I'm a better man because Rob is in my life. And I want you to know, you don't doubt me a lot, but if you doubt me ever, just know that I've got some friends like this guy in my life. And the truth is, Rob and I are on the front end of this deal, but he's a kingdom guy. He's a warrior guy. His family is going to be a tribe and a ministry family. And it's so awesome. And so I just want to say to you guys, I'm better because I got this guy in my life. And this is an alignment. Rob, you're, you're an alignment in my life that, you know what? Here's what I want you to know. And I want all you warriors to know this. God does this deal so all this deal can happen better. And he brings people into our life in the right place 
at the right time so that the right things do happen. So I want to say to your pastor, it's been a privilege. He's given me the privilege to hang with you guys, to pour out my alabaster box before you guys, to know that, you know what? This message means nothing if I'm just pontificating. But I'm telling you, we are striving to live it. We're not there yet, but we are warriors in process. And guess what that makes us? His sons that are going to do great and mighty things. So I just want to honor your pastor. And I want to tell you again, from the depths of my spirit, you got a great man that you're following. Following with all your heart. God bless you, Rob. I appreciate you. Thank you, Brad. Amen. Thank you. Hey, come on. Let's show our appreciation for Pastor Keith and all that he did. Come on. Yes. Yes. God has done so much in us this weekend. It's incredible. You just need to soak it in, digest it, get it all in you. I I, I got a few things to say, and just what I want to say. A lot of you guys said, I want to be that mighty man. I want to step up. I want to step up. I'm just going to tell you, we'll lead it. We'll organize it. We'll get it going. But it's up to you to follow through. It's up to you to follow through. I'll I'll explain something that happens a lot too. Guys will say, I'm pumped up. I want to do it. I want to do it. Call me, pastor. Call me. Chase me down. Don't make me do that. Don't make me do that. You get a hold of us. You fight your way in. You say, I'll be a mighty man. I'm going to fight my way in. I didn't know he was going to go this way, and he's got to go. But listen, right now, sit down real quick. Everybody sit down. And um, I want you to take a piece of paper right now. Just, just find, if, if, you know, if you need to tear your notes in half, tear your notes in half. But listen, this isn't for everybody. This isn't for everybody. But here's my challenge. I'm just going to throw the gauntlet out to you, Okay. If you haven't gone through membership, you need to go through membership as a mighty man. So if you haven't gone through membership, get through membership. You need to serve. You say, okay, I'm going to be willing to serve. I'm going to find out how I can plug in. Okay, you need to be a first fruiter and a faithful first fruiter. Go automatic. A lot of our guys give on, our our largest offering every week is online because people do it automatically. The the smallest offering is in-house, and that's with people who just don't know. So they give it to church. But everybody else gets on an account where it's an automatic deduct or they give online and it's automatic. They do it before their house payment. They do it before their car payment. They trust God in that God's pouring his spirit on their life. Now here in this environment, here's what I'd like to challenge you to do because this is the model here. I talked a little bit to Rob about it last night. And again, I didn't know we were going to go this direction, but I'm just going to give you the challenge. Maybe you can't do 5,000 over and above your first fruits. In your mind, you say that, that, that there's no way that I could do that. But some of you could to advance God's kingdom. It's not ever going to be about a building project. It's just going to be about, here's what God's telling us to do. Here's what we're going to do as a church. And the mighty men said, Amen. okay, that's, the, that's what we're talking about. But if you would say, I, with God's help, my intention would be to give $5,000 or more over and above my first fruits. I may not be able to do it, but I'm going to strive to get there. All those guys aren't there yet. They're getting there though. It's in their heart to do it. And that's where it starts. God will make a way if it's in your heart to do it. So if you'd say, you know what? I want to be a mighty man with those four things. Membership, I'm going to serve somewhere. I'm going to first fruit. 
And I'm going to make it my goal. If I can't right now, I'm going to make it my goal to give $5,000 or more. I'm going to tell you something. God can do $5,000 just like that. He can do it. If we have the heart to advance His cause, and you'll see, He'll make a way to do it. So if that's you, and you'd like to do it, I want you to sign your name. And Pastor will come back later, and he'll reinforce this. But I want you to sign your name. Just put M-M, and then put your name. And say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be a mighty man in this house. And I'm going to commit to do that. My challenge to you is to do what Rob said. Again, he, he didn't, we didn't talk about this part. But just that he has some guys that come alongside him to say, you can count on us. We're going to be the mighty men here. So if that's you, put MM, sign your name, and bring it right up here just as quick as you can. Put MM, sign your name, and then Pastor Rob will continue to give us discussions. But here come your mighty men. Amen. Amen. Come on, man. We can change. We can change a city, a state, a nation, countries. We can do the dreams. We've talked about it. We've talked about kingdom builders, about trying to raise 1.6 million this year over and above. And that's what that is. That's kingdom builders saying, I'm in. You can count on me. You don't have to run me down. I'm in. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to look for ways to do it. This is just huge. 
this huge. We will lead it. We will organize it. We will make it happen. We will have mighty men around this church. We'll have it. It's awesome. Okay, so that was, that was one thing. <laughs> Second thing, whatever you've been determining in your heart to do, do it. Do it. Don't just let it be a moment. Do it. Okay? Third thing, be at church ready to roll this weekend. Can I tell you this? The mighty men that are here, that paid their own way to get here to support their pastor, they will be at all four services this weekend. Four. All four all weekend long, okay? So, so nobody, nobody is saying this counts as church already. Nobody's saying that. We're all here. We will lead our families. We will bring our families. We will lead the way. We will lead the way in worship. We will create the atmosphere that God wants, and we'll be here. And if you're not serving already, you will just walk up to a pastor or an usher or a greeter and ask if there's anywhere you can serve or help or pick up garbage or whatever. Just start it today. Don't say, when I sign up, start it today. Just look for a need and fill it. Come on, this is part four. <laughs> okay, I have one more idea. Here's the idea. I want to challenge every warrior here. Serve one and come to one this weekend. Serve one service and come to one service this weekend. Okay, here's where you're going to serve if you don't know where to serve. Y'all have a parking lot ministry here? Okay, it's start. My guys, listen. Okay, we're going to start it today. Tonight, they will be here. Tonight, they will be here uh, 45 minutes before the first Saturday night service. There'll be a quick orientation. And everybody that comes onto this campus is going to know all of a sudden things are different around here. Because there's going to be, first of all, there's going to be 37 of them in the parking lot. But those of you that don't have a place to serve right now, or you're not serving, or you just want to be a part of this movement, let's be out in the parking lot. And guys, here's what I want to do. I want to form a line at the entries. So maybe 10 guys on one side, 10 guys on the other side. Guys will be strategically placed. Believe me, they know how to run a parking lot. They'll be strategically placed. And what I'd like to do is at the different camp campuses to find out from the pastors where the campuses are and then you guys will be dispersed at different campuses and we'll do this at every campus and so there'll be guys lining up on each side that when people come in you'll be clapping for them and people are going and what will happen is here's our prayer here's our prayer from this time forward and I want you to repeat this after me because you're going to make it happen as the warriors so repeat this after me when the tires hit the parking lot the transformation begins. Now raise up those hands. When the tires hit the parking lot, the transformation begins. We're gonna, that's, that's a motto around here from now on. That, say it with me. When the tires hit the parking lot, the transformation begins. So the people who serve in the parking lot, we're, we're establishing a new team today on every campus. And it is the most important team in the church. Why? Because it's the first touch that people see. You don't think people will want to come to a church that when they drive on the parking lot, there's guys going, and they get out of the car. We're so glad you're here. We're so honored that you're here. Today's going to be a great day in your life. You don't think everything elevates at that point? It elevates at that point. So on all campuses, guys, 
We'll coordinate it. But on all campuses, 45 minutes early just for the first service. And then what will happen is you can decide which service you're going to serve uh, throughout this weekend. But let's, as the warriors, let's lead the way because that's what we call the first touch. People are going to come in. They're going to get touched by God, and they don't even know. People drive onto our parking lot, I promise you this is true, and they start crying. They don't even know what's happening. We do. We do. So, Rob, that starts tonight. That changes tonight. So, so anyway, how many of you tonight, many of you guys, no, no pressure in this, but let's just, let's just be men of commitment. We'll say, you know what? I'm going to be here 45 minutes early or at one of the campuses 45 minutes early to be a part of the new thing that God's doing. Just here. We'll do, we'll do it here. Just this campus today. But how many of you guys would say, hey, I'm going to be a part of that tonight. I can do that. I can make that happen. All right? Great. Awesome. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Hey, and I want, I want the campus pastors, I want the campus pastors to work their way over to Pastor Keith right over there that you'll get the logistics for tomorrow. Because we want this for Sunday at our campuses. Our other campuses don't have Saturday night. They only have Sunday. So we'll have that. So the three campus pastors, you can come on over here, and we'll get the logistics worked out. Maybe we can spread the guys out tomorrow morning and get them all over the place, all right? All right. And the last thing, last but not least, come on. you got to clap for the mighty men. They make this thing happen. Come on. The mighty men. Come on, you guys. Yes. Yes. Hey, those guys, those guys validate the ministry. Those guys validate their pastor's ministry. They're an extension of their pastor. They make God look good. They make their church look good. And I know you want to do the same thing. And I thank you, men, for sacrificing and being here. You have lifted up the atmosphere by being here. You have made your pastor better by being here. You've just honored God so much. You've set the bar so high, and we will chase after you, and uh, we'll try to overtake you. And we want to challenge you. So, all right. Go eat, go love your wife like you need to, go lead your family, and be here this weekend, all right? God bless you. Have a great week serving the Lord.